summertime I'm gonna tell you these people that love like winter I'm just like how can you do it how could you do it you know I'm gonna tell you summertime there's just something about it I don't care you know there is this time doesn't it just freeing don't you feel free there's something about it I remember like you know you, you'd walk outside j- just stop and appreciate it for a second just stop and think when you want to go outside you just walk outside you don't have to get a shoes on. You have to put a coat on, gloves, hat, all this stuff. You don't have to do none of that. You know, before it was a whole production. You want to go outside, it was a production. Now it's like, I want to go outside, and you just walk outside. It's no big deal. It's freedom. It's freedom. I just love summer. There is just something about summer that just makes me feel like alive. It just makes you feel so good. I'm one of those people, though, I'll tell you, the hotter it is, the better for me. I love hot weather. I like the weather where you honestly are sweating like crazy. I love it. I just love the whole sweaty thing, and, and it's just great, and it's fabulous to me. So, yeah. So I absolutely love it. I mean, truthfully, I think we've, we've never, I don't think we've put on air yet this summer. We were going to once, but then we, our thermostat broke. But we, uh, we haven't really done it because we've, uh, we have a lot of, like, breeze and everything, so it's not so bad. But who doesn't like driving in a car on a hot summer day with the breeze blowing through and, you know, you feel it? I mean, isn't it fun? You put your feet, you ever, like, put your feet up on the dash if you're not driving, you know? Kind of kick your feet up there and put your hands out and you just feel that warm breeze and the wind and you hope a summer doesn't come by right then and rip your arm off, you know? It's kind of fun. Who here already has gone to at least one ice cream shop or a Tasty Freeze and got ice cream this summer? You know, that's the fun yes today Shelby and I went there for lunch and all you saw was people going by getting ice cream that's what they were doing the whole day yeah that's American way it's all fun to live like that and do those things you know um what kind of things do you like to do in the summer what when you think of the word summer what are things that come to your mind cornerstone okay palooza, absolutely anybody else swimming swimming Tanning, absolutely. Sun, water, ice cream. I can't hear you as all you're talking at the same time. Opening the windows, absolutely. Who has to mow here? I like to mow. So mowing. You know, everybody lives for that first part of summer when you start to, it's spring, when you start to smell the grass getting mowed. It's that fresh smell. You're like, yeah. How about 4th of July? You know? I tell you, I love the 4th of July. 4th of July is one of the greatest holidays ever. 
I like decorate my house with like flags everywhere, and I'm just a Fourth of July freak. Um, how many of you guys like to fish? You know, fishing is a great summer thing. I mean, you, know, you go sit out in the bank someplace and fish, and it's relaxing. You know, how many of you guys have gone and done the American Dream thing, like gone to the drive-in? Yes. We went not too long ago. We're definitely going to go again. Go to the drive-in. That's fun. That's that's cool. You know, to do in the summer. How many of you guys like to camp? Yes. You know, camping's fun. I love to canoe. I'm going to tell you. Love canoeing. We got to do that again, too. How about vacations? I love vacations. You going to Canada? Are you? She's like, I think. I might be. <laughs> Are you try thinking you have to go? <laughs> oh, okay. Uh-oh. You're going to Canada instead. You know, vacations are one of those things that everybody does normally when the summer comes, people go on a vacation. How many of you guys have already taken your vacation? Okay, two already? How many of you guys have a vacation coming up? All right. I am looking forward to vacation. Not that I want to miss being here. I'm only gone one week from here. But, um, you know, vacation is just one of those things where you just kind of relax and do something completely different and just get refreshed. And it's really important for you. You know, it's a, a good thing to do. Um, how many of you guys have really planned something special besides Cornerstone? Uh, for summer break, what's your summer break so far? What have you guys have done? I mean, have you planned something really special? Pardon? Went to New York. Okay. Yep, they went on a mission trip to New York. That was awesome. We gave you a shout-out last week. You all can listen to the podcast last week, last week here. Camp? Okay. Cool. Ronnie? Read? Yeah, I, you know what? That's a good time to read. There's a lot of times. I mean, look at you. You got Oprah. Oprah has this whole summer book club thing where, you know, everybody picks a book to read in the summer. You know, um, how many of you guys, though, are taking this summer break and really just out there trying to make the big bucks? You know, try, got a job, trying to make the big bucks kind of thing. A lot of people do that. Now the question I dread to ask, how many of you out there are just spending a whole lot of time catching up on your sleep? Somehow I knew that was going to be a big crowd pleaser there. Um, but summer, there's just something about it, isn't it? It's just there's this, like, freedom that comes with it. And just to know it's coming. People look forward to summer all year long. I mean, you just get done with it, and it's like, ah, oh, you got to wait so long for it to come. And after this winter, this winter was a long, cold winter. So, man, we're excited to see it. <laughs> so, you know, but summer is one of those things that it's, it's kind of a deceiving time. It kind of seems like there's going to be all this time to enjoy. You know, you start to think about summer's coming. I get all this time off, but it goes by like that. You know, it's over in a second. Um, did you know that you only have actually about seven or eight weekends left of summer? No, I'm trying to make you pay attention. <laughs> Before all the fun stops and school starts up again, you know. What's going to happen, though? is you're going to get back in school and teachers are going to ask you a very interesting question. You know what it's going to be? What did you do on your summer break? What did you do? How many of you guys have ever had to write an essay about what you've done on your summer break? Okay, I would say in school I had to do that. I remember having to do that. Um, tonight I'd like to talk to you about the summer break. 
and how despite all the, you know, the fact that you don't have the pressures of school and, you know, you don't have the responsibilities that go with that, and you simply cannot afford, even though the other things have stopped, you can't afford to give up your spiritual self at this time. Just because there's a break, you can't take a complete time off. It has to be a focus still on your relationship with God. And you can't let that go. And summer's really a great time. I never understand why youth ministries all the time across this nation don't meet in the summer. I'm like, duh. How could you not meet in the summer? You know, that's the first question I'm asked every time someone comes up here and their parents start getting involved. Do you guys still meet during the summer? It's like, yes. I mean, why would you not? This is a time where the kids have more time. They have not less time, but more time to be able to come up here and be part of things. So why would you ever, you know, you're cutting your own throat as a youth ministry not to have a time where you meet. So um, I love summer, definitely. You know, this is a time where you don't have to be up before 7. You don't have to be in bed before 11. I would say 10, but some of you guys, honestly, I know you're like probably till midnight. I'm one of those people that I get six hours of sleep a night normally is all I ever get. And I'm not a big sleeper, so it doesn't really matter. Um, you know, this is a time you don't have teachers hassling you. You don't have coaches telling you to run another lap. You know? Um, you have the freedom to take some time that's usually always taken up by something else to really enjoy your life during the summer. And that's fabulous. And uh, hopefully, if you're smart, if you're smart, you will use some of it to make more wise use of your time and your faith and really do something with this. Um, this time of year when things seem green and warm and growing and, and all this, I'd like to really challenge you to grow also your faith. Don't just go stagnant. Don't just sleep away the summer. Don't just work away the summer. Don't just play away the summer. But actually think a little bit about your faith. You're really afforded a wonderful time. And that is a break that we get that we can do something different. And uh, there's always pressures. There's always something that's going to take up your time. And if you could take a little bit of that time and you could really start to focus on who you are, uh, you could go back to the school and you could actually tell your teachers, you could tell the people that you actually did something very important. That's something that's necessary is to lay a firm foundation of your faith before you go back in and before you walk in again to all the people that you're going to come in contact with. So that, that's really important, you know. Um, a lot of you, though, you've been out of school for about three or four weeks now, right? You know, a lot of you, what have you done so far? I'm not asking you to tell me. I just want you to think. What have you done? When you stop and think of already the time that's gone by, three, four weeks, what have you done? What have you accomplished? And what are you really going to do with the next seven or eight? What goals do you have this summer? Uh, there's a saying that goes, if you don't aim for anything, you're going to be guaranteed to hit it every single time. And that is so true. If we don't have a goal, if we don't have an aim, we are going to always hit that goal. We're never going to falter. Um, my point tonight is really to get you to aim at um, challenging yourself and for you to really want more of God. That's why we're here, of course. We love to have fun, but we want you to understand who Jesus is. That's the ultimate goal. And we want you to understand that this is a fabulous, awesome gift that God gives you during the summer. And I want you to not just wander aimlessly all summer long, but instead get done at the end of the summer and have something to show for it. Have something to just say, yeah, that was something I did, something I grew, something I was able to accomplish. 
Um, wouldn't it be amazing if you could look at back at the summer of 2008 and you could say that this was a time when you really, really grew in your faith in God? You know, that would be an awesome thing to say. Um, that you did something, like I said, worthy. Something really worthy. Um, that you spent time seeking him and asking him what he might have you do now, but also not just now, but also in your future. Because God is all about the future. You know, the world likes to tell us to just live for today. Just do what makes us feel good. But God wants us to prepare and plan and think about our future and what kind of things, because we know everything that we do today is going to have a repercussion for what's going to take place in your future. And so we have to understand that. Um, we serve a God that absolutely desires to spend time with you. He wants to have you whisper his name in prayer. He wants you to spend time saying his name in praise and worship. And I'm going to care if you have the most horrible bad voice. He wants to hear it. Um, his praises, he wants to hear out of your mouth to his ear. It's to communicate with him, and that's what he looks for. He wants you to open up his word. He wants you to start really applying it to your life. And it's up to you. It's your choice. I've told you many times before, we have a God who is a complete gentleman. He doesn't push himself off on you. He doesn't force you. He just wants you to serve him and your own desire, your own wants. But I want you to think about what you're going to do this summer break. What is it that God wants you to do? God desires to use your life to advance his kingdom, obviously. That's why you are here. The world is very confused all the time about why, what is life, what's the point. The meaning of life is Jesus, God, love. That's the meaning of life. And the meaning of life is not just for you to understand and receive salvation and have eternal um, life in heaven, but it's for you to share that message with others. That's the whole entire point. When you say, what is the meaning of life? That's the meaning of life. That is it. Um, we're called to use our lives to make an eternal difference in other people's lives. Whether or not we understand that or not, we have to get that figured out. Hopefully, this is a summer that you're going to grasp that, that that is the Great Commission. That's the desire of God for each one of us. Not just certain people, not just the person who's up here singing and leading worship, not for the person who's up here just teaching, not for the person that's working in the back or doing things here. It's for every single person is to share that message. Um, did you ever stop and think about the fact that if you don't do what you're called to do in the time that you're called to do it, that you not only affect your eternity, but you affect all those around you that you were supposed to reach? See, our time is not our own, really. We think it is. We think that we, I'm choosing not to do this, and it just affects me. It doesn't just affect you. Because when we don't do our job, it, it will be done. God still will accomplish his will. A lot of times, there's a lot of times that people don't do what they're called to do. God will raise up somebody else. But why should he have to all the time? You know, I think it's a shame that there's not more people that are just willing to do what he called you to do when he asked. I am not the best speaker. I am 43. I'm a woman, and I'm leading the youth ministry. It's not necessarily where God, I would have thought God would have taken me. But you know what? He told me to do it, so I'm doing it. If I wouldn't have done it, he'd have to put somebody else in here. But I'm thankful that I answered it, and regardless, I've decided to do it. Because he had a plan. And he's taught me way more through it 
and taught me to love more people and have people love me, and it, the whole entire thing has worked out. You know what, we show love and compassion to each other because the fact that he, he calls us to do work, we have the opportunity, we do it. And it just shows everybody what it's all about. You know, if, if you're called to do a job, you need to do it when you're called. Um, there's going to be people that are going to come into your life that only you are going to have an opportunity to have contact with. Uh, we have to remember that even though it's summertime and the pressures might be off, that we still have to get given an account to God for our time. We don't get to kick back and have just free time, complete free. We don't, we don't get that privilege. It's, it's not how he works. You know, if we don't stay focused, if we don't stay tuned into the time that we're given, we can become very distracted. And distractions are dangerous. Um, not just dangerous for us, but dangerous for those that are around us also. I want you to watch this. This clip is long, but it's hilarious, and I want you to see it. So... <laughs> Putting my wallet in the glove compartment, don't let me forget it. All right. Outside, the weather's beginning to clear up now. Hope you're enjoying the evening. Coming up on half past the hour.
almost hit a deer, that's all. Are you all right? Yes, I'm fine. Yes, I'm fine. <clears throat> it's getting pretty hot in here. You ought to take your park off. Yes. Yes, I will. Let's go. Put your window down! You want something? Uh, probably drunk. You're going the wrong way! What? You're going the wrong way! He said we're going the wrong way! Oh, he's drunk! How would he know where we're going? Yeah, how would he know? Thank you. Thanks a lot. Terrific. Thank you! What a moron. You're going in the wrong direction! You're going to kill somebody! understand that distractions can be extremely dangerous. Once we get distracted in our lives, it not only affects us, but it can, it can really affect others around us. So um, <laughs> we, at just an awesome scene. It was a way long scene, but I'll tell you that it's one of the most hilarious movies if you've never seen. Planes, trains, and automobiles. It's fabulous. Um, not too long ago, I spoke to you about your end game. I asked you if you would think about where it is that you are going to end up someday. And really think of the future. Not just think about the here and now, but think so many steps ahead, like in chess. Stop and think about the fact that if you move here, who's going to move there and where you're going to end up? It's going to be checkmate, you know? So you have to keep in mind what it is going to be out there that's going to keep you um, from serving God. And uh, there are always going to be distractions. Don't ever think that you're going to get a perfect time in your life, that it's going to be easy and you're going to finally get an opportunity. Now I'm going to serve Jesus or now I'm going to do this, or now I'm going to accomplish this. That's not how it works. You're going to find that the um, enemy will always give you a distraction. It will always take place. If you think you have the most wonderful time all spread out, you're going to find that you're going to be distracted very easily. 
as you decide to grow closer to God and you begin to seek him out, there are always going to be people, jobs, family, friends, relationships that are going to draw you away and they're going to distract you from every one of your plans that you had. It's the way it works. Um, even in yourself, there's going to be distractions. Even if you have this perfect day mapped out that you are going to spend time in God's word, you're going to read, you're going to praise God, you're going to do these different things, you're going to find that you yourself, your mind will wander. It happens all the time. How many of you can say that when you come here on a Tuesday night that you've had a fight your own mind from wandering in prayer? It's what happens. The enemy will bring up to your mind a thousand things of what you should think about instead of thinking about God. Um, you're going to start thinking all of a sudden about how it is you need to start making more money because you can't afford your car or your gas. The gas prices are too high. and You know, how that new Batman movie is going to rock. You know, in the middle of it all, it's going to be like that. You know, and then you're going to think, wow, I stink. I need a bath. I mean, these are the kind of things you think about when you're in the middle of prayer. And all of a sudden you're like, you know, and you're distracted, extremely distracted so quickly. You know, it's going to take a lot of work for you to really dedicate yourself and not be distracted. To ask, you have to ask yourself if you're really up to it, if you go up to the challenge. And if you, know, if you are up to the challenge, you're going to have to be prepared. You're going to have to be ready to fight off any and all distractions that are going to come upon you. You have to remember the parable of the seed falling on the ground with the weeds. In Mark 4, 19, it says, The seed and the weeds represents the ones who hear the kingdom news but are overwhelmed with worries about all the things that they have to do and all the things that they want to get. The stress strangles what they heard, and nothing comes of it. This is no surprise, the distractions world. This was the message of Christ being given. This is a great commission where the seeds scattered, but the world offers so many different things. Weeds are going to come in, and it's going to strangle your faith if you're not careful. So when you were asked at the end of the summer in some writing class about what you did this summer, you have to ask yourself what you're going to write. What are you going to write? Hopefully you're going to write about something important, like your faith. Hopefully you're not going to be able just to say, even though sleep is great, to sit there and say, well, I slept every single day. That's great, but in the long run, it's not going to get you anywhere really that close. And uh, you need to really think about what's important. This summer, I want to challenge you to read God's Word for instructions and directions. It's important. For you to make it in this world, you are going to have to know what the, world, what the Word says. We said last week in the, this message about aliens, you don't belong here. If you're a true Christian, you, this is not your home. So you better be, you know, figuring out what the manual says. There are times when we're driving, when we get lost, we need to look at a map to see where we went wrong and turn around. And some of you guys need to do that yourself. Some of you need to go back, look at the instructions, and figure out where did I go wrong and how do I get back. Truthfully, if we drove around not knowing where we're going as much as we do in our lives on a daily basis, man, we would never get home. We would never be home because we just constantly mess up our lives over and over again. Psalm 119.59 in the Message Translation says, when I take a look, a long, careful look at your ways, I got my feet back on the trail that you blazed. You have to look at what God said where we're supposed to go. Uh, if I said it once, I said it a thousand times. You have to read the Bible every day. You have to make a point of it. It has to be something you choose every day. I tell you all the time, Christianity is not something you did. It's something you do every day. It's a choice you make every day. Today, I choose to be a follower of Christ. Not I chose six months ago to be a follower of Christ. Because if you didn't choose it today, 
then you're not following. You have to keep that in mind. You have to spend some of your valuable summer time on your faith. Because if you don't, you are going to be majorly disappointed in the long run. You also, this summer, have to spend some time in the quiet. And not just when you're sleeping, when you're kicking back, relaxing, but when you're awake. You know, sometimes you just have to turn off the noise that's in your life. A lot of us constantly have noise going. I do myself. I listen a lot of times when I'm mowing the grass for three hours, I listen to music. You know, I'm, I do these different things. I usually listen to worship music. But, um, you know, you listen to things all the time. We're always distracted. We've got music going in the background, TVs going in the background, people talking all the time to us, the phone's going. Every time you turn around, your message, you have a text message. You know, something is always distracting us from what we're doing. I can't tell you how many conversations I've had with people, and as you're talking to them, they're, like, checking out their phone and stuff. It's like, put the phone down for a second and just pay attention and live. Just be part of life. You know, sometimes you have to let the distractions fall, fall away. Because like I said, the devil has a plan to keep us distracted. By noise sometimes, so we miss out all that God is saying to us. In 1 Kings 19, 8 through 13, Elijah is on Mount Horeb and God appears. But it says it's not in the storm when he speaks to him, not in the wind, not in the earthquake, but in a gentle whisper. If we're honestly so distracted by noise all the time, we're going to miss when he speaks to us. And sometimes it is just a still, small voice, a little whisper when he tells us, go this way. And we miss it because there's so much noise around us. You know, we have to be willing to fight the enemy, not just give up. In the book Fuzzy Memories by Jack Handy, he writes, there used to be a bully who would demand much of my lunch money every day, and since I was small, I would always give it to him. Then one day I decided to fight back, so I started to take karate lessons. But then I found out that I had to start paying the karate instructor $5 a lesson, so I just went back to paying the bully instead. You know, there's a lot of Christians out there that just feel it's a lot easier just to pay the bully instead of fighting the enemy. You know what? We need to just pick and choose what's important in our life and not be distracted and follow the ways of God. We also have to spend time worshiping God and praising him for all he's done for us. That's what we do at the beginning of of our service when we have all the worship team come up here it's not just to sing you might not understand but it's in praise of God it's to worship God thanking him for all the things he's done that's what it's all about you know there's an amazing thing that happens when we begin to declare God's greatness in our lives because what happens is he starts to declare the greatness that can be done in our future life when we start to praise him he starts to show us how great our life can be you know I grow stronger in my faith every time I use this horrible voice to praise him. I grow stronger. I don't sing pretty, but I'll tell you, every time I use my rotten voice to say, God, I love you, and I praise him, it works on me. It helps me to grow stronger. We have to understand, sometimes these things, they sound so simple, but that's how God is. These simple things will make the difference of whether or not you succeed or you fail in your faith. Number four, you have to spend time seriously here. I'm not just trying to get you to be part of us, but I want you to listen closely. Spend time with us in CYM. Or if you're listening via the podcast, get involved in a small group. Be part of something smaller. And that might not make sense to you, but you know what? You're spectators out here. You can sit. You can just spectate. You can just watch and just pay attention to this stuff. But you know what? You have to learn how to converse. I can run around like crazy trying to connect with each one of you and make a connection, try to say hi and make eye contact with you. But that won't help you to grow. 
what will help you grow is if you actually develop relationships, friendships, community, how to communicate in unity. That's what community is. We have to understand that. You have to live your faith with like-minded believers. Join in a smaller group. You know, the big church calls it fellowship. We call it hanging out. But just come hang out. You know, it does a body good. Get it? The body of Christ. It does a body good to hang out with each other. You know, check out some pictures of our fellowship time that we have here. You know, we have a lot of time just to hang out, and it's community. You know, it's just time that we can be together. And it might not be exciting. That was our swim day. That was after we went for ice cream later and uh, stuff. So, you know, it was just a lot of time just hanging out, having fun. There's a lot of the people couldn't go to uh, get ice cream. Some people had to leave earlier in the day. But, uh, yeah, there's cute Kevin. Look out, Kevin. And Nathan. Yeah. And Joe, I think it was Joe. Yeah, that's another time we go after church. You know, we hang out. We'll go for our uh, jalapenos. Sometimes we're there forever. And, uh, you know, go there. This little boy was at the ice cream shop, and he wanted to be friends with Cameron so badly. I'm like, there's a little boy that understands community. <laughs> Look at him. He's so cute. His name, he called Cameron. He's like, How, what's your name? He says to Cameron. And he says, Cameron's like, Cameron. He goes, bye, camera. <laughs> so, so cute. That was at one of our leadership meetings for Hosapalooza, and that was like at 2.30 in the morning. So, yeah, that's always fun. And that's of church. We're all hanging out. You know? Yeah, the girls had the black and white on that day for some reason. There's a swim day. Just fun. You know what? It sounds so simple. You're like, what does it matter if I don't go to the swim day? I'm going to tell you it matters. It matters. There's all of us, the bathing beauties and the men. They're so awesome. You know what? Those things you might think, it doesn't matter if I go. I'm going to tell you it does matter. It does matter for you, and it matters for us, because the more we spend time together and the more close you become, and you, you grow in your faith, it helps each other. It helps us all to grow. You know, you, you start to realize that you're not on this road alone. Sometimes we think as followers that, you know, we're the only ones here. We're only, you know, we don't have anybody that's friends that believes like us. I do and stuff like that. We do. We, we can hang out. We can have fun time. We can spend the time just laughing, enjoying ourselves. And it does so much good for community if you spend time doing these things. You know, we have tripod. We have our Bible studies. You know, you might come and you're going to learn about God. Yeah, but you know what? I'm going to tell you, you just have fun. You communicate with each other. Um, we have to learn to encourage others around us. When we go to those things, we encourage others. Do you ever stop to think that it is an encouragement to your leader when you come to things? I want you to understand it's very encouraging to a leader when they put things on and you think, someone's here. This is good. Because we work hard at trying to develop good things. Hosapalooza. Man, we work hard at that thing. I'm going to tell you, meetings that last till 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, trying to prepare games and things to do. You know what? Come to it. Support it. It's good for you, and it's good for us. Um, you were never supposed to. Remember not too long ago I told you about Ted Kaczynski? You know, live out in the mountains by themselves with nobody around? Don't live like Ted Kaczynski. Surround yourself with people that are going to help to build you up. Um, we need to be a true community where we show love and compassion to each other and welcome each other and accept each other. Not little cliques over here and my group over here. And Let's all communicate. That's why we do things like sometimes we make you talk to other people because the whole thing is it's not just about your group. It's about a whole group. Combine ourselves, we're stronger. 
Um, the other thing you need to do this summer is you need to take some time to envision where your life is going to end up, like I said. You know, you cannot be careless in your pursuit of God. There is a responsibility that you have about seeking God and following him in the place that he wants you to go. Arriving there safely will be the result of not getting distracted, like I said, with the things that are offered to us in life. Also, don't try to do a thousand things mediocre, but work on the few things that God's called you to do and do them brilliantly. Just be brilliant. I don't care if it's honestly picking your nose. Do it brilliant. I'm going to tell you. And you know what? When you put God first, all the other things are going to fall into place. They really will. You put something else first, God falls out of place. It's the way he works. He wants you to be putting him first on a daily basis. And it doesn't take every minute of every day. And you don't have to be loony. Just start to serve him. Um, so about four down, eight to go. What are you going to do? What's left with your summer? Your summer break? I beg all of you to make it count. And uh, stop and think that time is short. And it's only getting shorter. Shorter every day. Click, 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 click. Time is going by. You know? If you didn't do nothing today, there's always tomorrow. Tomorrow, make the choice to do something. You know? Before you go home tonight. You know, tonight when you go to bed, read your Bible. Ask God for help. That's what you have to do. Because we have to understand that this is a job for ourselves to understand. Because we have a job to reach others. It's a bigger picture than just us. We're not supposed to be selfish. We're supposed to be selfless. That means we concerned, we're concerned and we care about other people around us. And if we really truly are Christian, aren't we going to care whether or not people make it to heaven? I think that, that we're really nonchalant about that sometimes. We have this idea of thinking, well, I'm going to make it. Well, what good is it if I think I'm going to make it, but then every one of the people I love, I look at and have eye contact with them and think they're not. There has to be something inside of ourselves that breaks for that. So anyway, I want to pray for you. I really want you to pray. I want to pray for your summer. I want each one of you to really think about your faith, to grow, and to challenge yourselves, okay? If you want to come forward and pray for a second and just ask God for help for summer, just that you can serve him on a, a stronger basis, you're definitely welcome to come forward and come up to me and ask for prayer anytime. I'm always here for you if you need prayer for anything. So, well, Lord, I just thank you so much for tonight. I just thank you, Father, for summer. I just thank you for the warm weather and the breeze and, Lord, just the opportunity to swim and just take it easy and kick back. And, Lord, I just also thank you for just this extra time, Lord, that we can spend and uh, focus in on you and, and really just praise you and, and spend time in your word and just do things differently, Lord. We're thankful, Father, for the vacations you give us and just all these opportunities in summer. I just pray that you just let each person here really grasp what your word has for them. I just pray, Jesus, that you would help them, Lord, to grow closer to you during these next seven, eight or, seven or eight weeks. I pray, Father, that when they go back to school, that they'd have a great testimony of saying that they grew closer to um, the living God. I just thank you, Father, for everything that you're going to do in the future, Lord, how you're going to uh, work out our faith in the next coming days. Lord, I just pray that you just keep everyone safe. Guard them, Lord. Be with their families. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.